And I think the biggest thing for a service provider is realizing that you have to have a minimum that you're willing to provide this service for. And you need to stick to that minimum. Sure. Because the moment you go lower than whatever that is, then you're gonna feel like you're working for free. How's it going guys and welcome to another episode of Secrets of Silent Success. Today we have the one and only Jennifer Allen of Jesse Lope. How are you doing this Wednesday I'm afternoon? I'm well. Thank you for so much for having me. I'm so glad y'all are here. Absolutely. All right. So let's get into it. So you started Just Elope kind of based upon your own experience with yes. elopement and marriage. Yes. Tell me a little bit about how Just Elope got started. So back in 2010, okay. um, my husband proposed and he was leaving for a deployment wow. within five days. And so we wanted to get married before he left. Well, it's kind of hard to plan a wedding in five days. Yes, yes. Um, especially if you're in any type of financial bind. Sure. Because um, that is a, a big purchase at, at the last minute. So we looked for a company that could at least do something for us so that we did not have to go to City Hall. Okay. And I couldn't find it. So we ended up going to City Hall. Um, I actually had on, my husband had on the same clothes and he proposed in. Wow. It was a Tuesday. My mom was there, my six-year-old niece. Um, and that, that was that. We went, we got married. About four hours later, he left for deployment. Wow. So from Thursday of getting engaged to Tuesday, we actually got married. And um, while he was deployed, I was supposed to start trying to plan this extravagant wedding mm -hmm. and all these beautiful things to help me pass the time while he was gone. But sure. I quickly realized that the expenses that were associated with having a wedding, I just didn't value. Okay. And it's not that I think that people overspend on weddings. It's just that that's not something that I placed in high regard. Sure, sure. And it wasn't until I was in the middle of it that I realized that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how much do you like somebody to pay you know, $50 per plate for per them to plate. eat. Like, what? Yeah, 20000 for a venue. Cor correct. So, yeah. um, plus, we'd already gotten, we were already legally married. Sure. So, some of that excitement that comes along with being engaged mm -hmm, and being mm -hmm. and getting married, it was already gone. Sure. And so, years passed. I ended up learning photography and yeah. um, started a photography business. And I'm like, you know what? I want to create. We kept trying to plan something. Like, mm -hmm, we'll do something mm -hmm. for our, you know, let's, when he come home, let's try to plan something. Well, let's do something for our five year renewal. Well, let's do something for like lucky number seven. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, this is not working. We end up having two kids in that, in that yeah, time yeah. frame. I don't know if you have any kids or not. It makes it tougher. I don't have but any kids, but I'm let sure me it makes tell it tougher. You about how much daycare costs. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a whole nother mortgage. A whole nother mortgage. <laughs> yep. And our boys um, are 19 months apart. Wow. So um, our first two are, are 19 mm -hmm. months apart. And we have a, a nine month old now. Um, but it was, it was insane. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I couldn't justify the expense of having a wedding when sure. we were already married. We had kids, that sort of thing. So... I said, you know what? I want to create a business to where another bride does not have to choose between either running off to Vegas yep. or going to City Hall. Mm -hmm. There has to be some type of local medium that we can come up with. Gotcha. And Jesse Lope was born. Gotcha, gotcha. So it really sounds like you found a hole in the market yeah. based upon your personal experience. Yeah. What gave you the courage to say, 
well, why not me fill yeah. that gap? I've always believed that, you know, there's nothing that I cannot do. Sure. I'm a firm believer in that. My husband is my biggest hype man. He's <laughs> okay. like, if I think it, yeah. he's like, okay, okay. And him giving me that, that boost always mm -hmm. of, I believe that you can do this has always helped me. Now, granted, I've always been had that entrepreneur mind frame. Gotcha. And so I've started and stopped a ton of businesses. Sure, so sure. when I got to Jesse Lope, he was kind of like, okay, Jen, our, you know, he mm -hmm. kind of had this, this, this hesitation, but it was a fair hesitation sure. because if you started and stopped so many things, you know, people often speak about the support system that they do or do not get from their spouses or family mm -hmm. members. Mm -hmm. You have to take accountability to see, you know, well, along the way, what have you started and stopped sure, sure. to where now people look at it like, okay, is this just another thing mm -hmm. that you're excited about today and you want to put to bed tomorrow? Sure, sure. And so I stuck with it. And once he saw, okay, she's serious about this, then mm -hmm. he was, he, he was all in. Mm -hmm. So Jesse Lope was definitely not one of the things that just started and stopped. You talk about have, having done over 200 plus weddings yeah. so far. What's been your strategy to get brides, to get clients? So everything up until this point has been extremely organic. Okay. Um, word of mouth growth. Our very first year in business in 2017, we booked eight weddings. Okay. Um, just for perspective, it's 2021, we've booked 255. Wow. And so last year alone, we did 100. And so um, our strategy has always been to provide the best possible experience for each and every couple as if it was our very first time doing this and have that same level of, of excitement. Mm -hmm. We tell our team, this is routine for us, but this is their first wedding. Absolutely. So every wedding that we go into it with, we go into it with this just joy of we cannot wait to get you married and that rubs off on the client and we have so many people that come come to us because their friend got married sure. they, they they were at a wedding that they that we did mm -hmm. and then they wanted us and so that organic growth has been our biggest thing um, it doesn't help that our name is just elope and when you google that you want to elope in mm -hmm. texas um were the first thing that popped up in a Google search. Gotcha. Um, and so having a great publicist, been able to get us some, some good press has awesome. also played a role. But even prior to that, to those things, we had already booked, you know, over, you know, 150 weddings before we had the opportunity to get to do anything. Gotcha. And it's just the consistency of great weddings, great images, keeping it in their face. Mm -hmm. So many people feel self-conscious about overly advertising their business, sure. which I don't understand because Fashion Nova will text you, <laughs> DM you, email you yep. within like a 30 minute period Absolutely. if you leave something in your cart. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you are afraid to post about your business every day because you don't want to get on anybody's nerve. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to get on your nerve in your pocket, wherever, wherever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to be where the money reside. Like, I, that's where I'm trying to be at. <laughs> gotcha. Well, how did you overcome that? Oh, I don't know if you had any yeah. initial apprehension, but how did you overcome that? I don't want to bother people yeah. with my social media posts and my email blast, so on and so forth. So I kind of um, kept this thought process of when we first started, we were only advertising on our um, 
my, on my personal page because okay. nobody's just looking for my business. And I think sometimes mm -hmm. people assume because you make a business page and a website that yep. customers just going to come flocking in. There you go. <laughs> um, it's not happening. Yep. So we were advertising on my personal page. So I made sure that I, for every time I posted something about my business, I would make like three personal posts because okay. I didn't want it to be, because it was not a business page sure. and I didn't want to run it as a business page, but I made sure that I would highlight like, oh, y'all it's so excited. Like, look at this couple that we got to marry and that genuine support system from people seeing our business start from literally me making an announcement like, hey, we're starting this new business mm -hmm. to we have a billboard off of 35 now. Yep, yep. You know, I've so, seen it. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. just like the growth and the organicness of our community that, that we have um, has been really good. Gotcha, gotcha. You talked about doing photography before mm -hmm. this. We have been in the wedding videography, photography mm -hmm. lane for, for six, seven years now. Weddings are competitive, whether you're the caterer or the yeah. photographer, whether you're the event coordinator, planner. How do you separate yourself in such a competitive market? So luckily at this point that we're at now, our numbers and our reviews do a lot of the talking for, for, okay. for us. But prior to that, it was just that genuine conversation that when I personally have talked and booked every single wedding that we've ever done there is no huge team of people behind but behind this brand mm -hmm. it is every wedding every contract every invoice every email i have sent wow so to give people that personal customer service touch they take that with them and they tell someone else about that. Mm -hmm. And so as we're growing and we are going to bring somebody on that's going to handle that aspect of it to free me up to do uh, other things, sure. like that's the culture now. Mm -hmm. The culture is anybody that comes on, whether they're um, our contractors that shoot for us, officiate, do day of co coordinating, the culture of Just Elope is extreme customer service. Like I drive that home. No one is above doing the extra step seeing somebody that needs something we're only with these people because of it's an elopement a short pe period of time sure sure two hours max you can do anything for for two hours yeah, yeah. even on even on your worst day mm -hmm. you can put on a brave face for two hours um and so that is just the culture of, of our business and what separates us from other companies is no matter what like you're gonna get that white glove service from start to finish absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah i tell people all the time when you're going into a service-based business the soft skills your promptness your yes. responsiveness your customer service the way your interpersonal communication yeah. skills that's more important than your product or service 100 percent. where did your mindset to give this white glove customer service come from was that a background that you had is it just like hey that's what i wanted what did that mindset come from it truly is of what i will want type of thing everything that I do for Jesse Lope I look at it like if this service was being given to me mm -hmm. to my mom to my sister how would I want somebody to treat them you know if my boys were running this business how would I want the way that they ran it to be a reflection of who I am as their mom my husband is as their dad sure, sure. and so that is how we position it because I always want them to see that we do go above and, and, and beyond. And sure. so for me, it's like bad customer service. I cannot stand <laughs> poor, a, a poor <laughs> business owner um, venting on social media about your potential clients or past clients. Those things make me cringe. Sure. That's why you have your that's why you have your close circle of, of, of friends. Now I may go to my husband and say, 
Woo, child. Sure, Let me sure, tell you. Sure, sure. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened to me today. Sure, sure. But I would never portray that on social media, and I think that because those things bother me, I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. And I've worked for someone before who I didn't have the best experience with them as a boss. Sure. And I knew, and this was like right when I started Just Elope, and I knew then that I would never want to be that type of person. I would never want to talk to my team the way I, that, that we were talked to. Sure. I would never want to handle business the way that it was handled. And that true that that moment truly did, even though it was it wasn't the best thing that I was going through at at, at the time, mm-hmm. it really set the tone for the type of business owner that I have that I have become gotcha gotcha you. so I definitely want to talk about that team member culture yeah. aspect but before that you talked about going above and beyond I know yeah. you've had uh, elopements at the state fair yeah. even a Whataburger really making the impossible possible yeah. for your clients like what is the what is the thought process how do you make the impossible possible how do you cater to each client and then be able to scale that to do 100 plus weddings in a year I think that, well, number one, what we have found that works is we do a lot of rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So the way our packages work is that if you want to get married to tomorrow, your wedding would look exactly the same as if you got married six months from now. And that's because we have a structured system. Everything that's included is the same for each and every person if you choose from this menu, basically. Okay. So you choose from this menu. If you show up today, boom, we got it. Everything is exactly the same. If you show up, get married six months from now, boom, everything will be exactly the same. So that allows us to get everything down packed. We know the timing, we know the group, we know mm-hmm. the space, we know all these things to give people this memorable experience. Sure. So whenever a couple comes a- along that wants something different, we already have the framework in, in place. Okay. And so we're able to say, in order to make that happen, you need to do this, 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 this. So we're not rewriting the book every yeah. single time. Gotcha. And I think that for, um, for, entrepreneurs, it's really important to get your processes down and have the thought process of you want to automate as much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Because if you're starting from scratch every single time, you're losing money. Mm -hmm. Because if you're having to come in and recreate it every time, every time, every time, you're spending more (laughs) time trying to get it going instead of actually working with some somebody so even within customers um, and potential clients wanting to have a wedding at the state fair um, at Whataburger Mm -hmm. we just created a package that's hey you choose your own place like we have this place for you to choose from or you can choose your own place and if you do then you'll get all of these things that we provide so no no matter what it's if the only thing that's changing is the location our team is still doing the exact same thing every single time. Gotcha, gotcha. Now that's high level entrepreneurial thinking when you start talking about automation. Yeah. A lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, we get lost in the weeds of working in the business, yes. working for the clients. Yes. We forget about working on the business, yes. right? Developing processes, strategies, automation. Yeah. Where did you start? For, for, for creating the, the automated system, for creating the structure for your team? Where did, where did you start for someone who has a business, mm-hmm. has clients that's profitable, but they want to make it 
more automated, more seamless. Where do, where do you start? I spent a summer in 2018 and I tried a free trial of so many different automated systems okay. that where I can, because I was having to send my contract, I was typing up contracts, scanning them at work, mm -hmm. emailing them over, trying to figure it out. And the, then the client's like, well, I don't have a printer. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know. And then I'm like, well, whose invoices do now I'm trying to figure out on the calendar what, and I'm like, there has to be a better way because yep. although I'm a business owner before I'm anything, I'm my husband's wife, I'm my children's mother. And sure. so it's important to me to take back my time to be able to pour back into my family. Absolutely. Because what is the point of making money if you're not able to spend it on the things that you wish you had when you didn't have any money? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> what am I working this hard for? Exactly. So I spent an entire summer just trying all types of automated systems that I could try and uh, to see what felt comfortable for me. You know, mm -hmm. everybody has their own preference. Sure. Honeybook and upside like all, 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 all these things. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something that they love. Well, 17 hats is what did it for, for, for me. Okay. So I landed on that. I was able to create my contracts and re realize quickly, oh man, if I sit down for the next week and I just really dig in and just create a contract for every single location, go ahead and create these automated emails if I just take the time out and just do it, I only got to do it once. There you go. And that's what it came down to. It, it was, it's slow right now. Mm -hmm. What can I make best of my, uh, of my time? But even if it was busy, if, if you're in a busy season, you still feel like, you know, I can't do this. You can hire, uh, you know, an, an assistant for the day, a virtual uh, assistant sure. that solely is going to set up that for that for, for you if you can't make the, the time sure um, and that's so important because you have to take your time back or you will just a hamster on a wheel yep yeah absolutely absolutely so we talked about automation you 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 named out a lot of CRM systems yeah. dub said yeah. 17 hats honeybook yeah. go Google them all yeah, right, and definitely. figure out what works with you yeah. um, what other pieces of advice do you have for those who are service-based in their entrepreneurial journey? You talk about quality control, automation. What other advice and tips do you have for those who are in the service industry? We hear so much about people finding their niche, right? So yep. it's almost like, oh, I'm so tired of he hearing that. I'm so tired of hearing, stay in my lane, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it's super important because you cannot be of service to everybody. It's impossible. And I think the biggest thing for a service provider is realizing that you have to have a minimum that you're willing to provide this service for. And you need to stick to that minimum. Sure. Because the moment you go lower than whatever that is, then you're gonna feel like you're working for free. Yep. And so when you're thinking about pricing, if ever there's an opportunity that you say, okay, well, I wanna run a special. Well, if you know it costs you a dollar at bare minimum to run your business, then you can never run a sale for lower than a dollar because sure. you're now working for less than what you deserve. Absolutely. And so I think that just as a service-based business, it's really, really important to figure out who your target is. And I know people get so tired of hearing that. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's everywhere. Who's your target audience? But it's so important yep. when you think about these big brands and who they market to, you're, you're not seeing that commercial by mistake. Yep. 
you're, you're not going, if you notice, even when you go into like a Walmart or di di different things, the type of clothing that they have out is different here in our town yep. than where it is if we were in a bigger city. Sure. Because they know the market that they are catering to. Yep. And as, a, as an independent owner and entrepreneur, it's really important for you to figure out your market because everybody's not your client. Sure. So you're going to spend so much time wondering why you're failing, but you're not failing. You're just not reaching the people that you need to reach. Sure. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So lots to unpack there. You talk about know your minimum. I understand for a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, when you first start yeah. out, you got to pay the rent. Right. And so you start getting any client that you can get. Right. I seen an Instagram video that she talked about working, I believe, as an executive mm -hmm. assistant for four years, even while you had your business. Yeah. That way you can name your price. Yeah. You don't have to take everything, right? Yeah. Because you you have your income from your nine right. to five to pay to pay the rent, to feed the right. kids. I think you had something that said like fate or yeah. taking a leave of fate don't feed my family. It does not. It does <laughs> right? not. So talk to me a little bit about that because a lot of people feel like it's a negative connotation to stay at my nine to five. Yeah. But no, it, that helped me pay the rent. So then I can be able to create my ideal business with yeah. my ideal clients. Anytime you're chasing the money, you're never going to reach it because you are going to take any and everything. Stay at work as long as you possibly can. Society is telling, social media is yep. telling us <laughs> the only way to be a boss is to quit your job. I'd rather work, you know, I'd rather make $50,000 working for my own business than make $100,000 working for somebody else. What? <laughs> I want $100,000. Yeah, absolutely. If that's coming from me getting up and going to work every day, I want $100,000 because my family does not care where that money came from. Sure. My children's personal training does not care where that money, like, it, the, there is no perfect way to do it. Sure. If staying at your job is going to allow you to be able to continue the lifestyle that you have and be able to create these systems and not have this stress of, what if I don't have a good month? Mm -hmm. So for, for example, we've had a, we've had $30,000 months. Our business has not made a dollar in the last 30 days though. Mm -hmm. So although we are a high six figure earning business, I couldn't tell you what was going on right now to where that, 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 that wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. What if, I didn't have any other source of income. Like what if my husband didn't have a full-time job? Sure. What if we didn't have money saved? You know, I'm, I'm a really big saver. Yep. So it's like, what if I wasn't prepared for this? What would I tell my children? Yep. What would I tell our mortgage company? You know, what, how would our life be different? I would never put my family in a position to suffer for me to feel like I was living this dream that social media says I need to, to dream. You know, I'm, I'm out here grinding, getting it. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to struggle. Sure. And so that meant getting up, going to work every single day. That meant going, getting up, working on my business before work. That meant working on doing my lunch break, working on it while I was at work, yep. like all of these, <laughs> all of these things yep. so that my children's lifestyle, and my family's lifestyle did not change. Sure. And it was knowing ahead of time there could become there COVID has shown us that everything can stop. Man. 
<laughs> it can shut yep. down. Absolutely. And so because we knew that in 2020, my goal always and forever, we, we knew going into the winter, it's like a slow month. Mm -hmm. And so my goal was I need to have, I need to basically balance out all the money that we make throughout th throughout the year. Sure. So where if ever there was a month that things were slow, everything slowed down, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't feel it. Yep. A lot of people don't do that because the money's coming in so fast mm -hmm. at, at times. Kind of like it's kind of like people that sell drugs. You know, they're yeah. always or like the casino. I'm thinking yeah, the casino. That you too. <laughs> they're like, look at me going gall ghetto talking about selling yeah, drugs. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like <laughs> when the money is coming in so fast, people always say, Well, why didn't you just stop? Yeah. It's like because it didn't it never seemed like it was slowed down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I worked at as a, as an ex executive assistant making thirty thousand dollars a year. So to have a thirty thousand dollar month. A fifteen thousand dollar month, a twenty thousand. Yeah, top of the world. Yeah, you made it, man. <laughs> I'm like, it. I don't need to do nothing else because I, you know. But it's like, I knew this could quickly turn and yep. be a nothing, a zero dollar month, and that's been December. Yep. And I'm okay. I'm not stressed. Life's gonna go on. Christmas gonna happen. My son's birthday. All yep. all these good things because we were prepared and. I haven't said, well, I'm having a sale or everything mm -hmm. must go or blah, 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 blah. I'm not worried yep. because the foundation for what we do was already set before I decided to become a full-time entrepreneur. Our family's life, our goals, our budget, all those things, yep. we, we was already taken care of. So I think just as an entrepreneur, stay at your job as long as you possibly can. And even when you leave your job, it's super important to to not feel like you need to spend it because you have it. Sure. You sure. need to have some contingency put put up because <laughs> you because you, you just never know. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, and I know it's gonna be different for, for mm -hmm. each individual, but when did you know, okay, it's time for me to step out of my nine to five and go full time into Jesse Hope? So we set some parameters. We knew we wanted to buy a house first. Okay. Um, all of our debt paid off. Okay. And I needed to get a new car. Okay. So once we literally, we put that out there, my husband was like, this is, cause I was like, hey, what, what do you think is gonna take? Like, realistically, he's like, you need to have six months of your salary saved, like six months of what you currently make mm -hmm. from your nine to five, that if, if you can live off Jesse Lope, then you need to have that money saved up because if you're not paying bills with it, then you should be able to save it. Yep. Six months of your salary saved, we need to have already closed, like closed on on our house because nothing can change within that yep. that time frame. You deciding to quit your job. Mm -hmm. um, we were pregnant with our third baby, um, and so it was. You needed. I needed a, a bigger car, sure. um, and it was like okay. Literally, within sixty days, all those things were done. Wow. It it was. We set. I, I feel like we set this big goal because it felt like, okay, it's going to take us some time to, mm -hmm. to, to, to get there. Because that fear of leaving my job, my security blanket, no matter what it was, how small and now it seems what the, the, the pay was, it sure. still was what we were used to and what yep. we had. And within 60 days, it, wow. was, it, it, it was done. Wow. And I've been a full-time entrepreneur since um, September of 2020.
Okay. Well, congrats to you, you. and your family. That is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. Uh, definitely not in the show notes that we sent over to you, but um, I'm curious, uh, just from a percentage standpoint, you talked about a contingency plan. Yeah. I know when, when we started our business, you get those first couple of checks, you want to go spend it all. Yeah. And it was like, all right, well, for sure, 25% of this is going directly back into the business. Yeah. Like, we would never touch that. And then we took another 10%. It's like, okay, well, that's going into savings. And then at the end of the day, you end up, you know, splitting up or, or taking home like 40% yeah. of that dollar. And then what, taxes. And then taxes, right? <laughs> totally different episode. Ugh. But what 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 was your contingency plan? What what were your thoughts? How did you figure out how to divvy up? Because it's really quick. When you see a $30,000 month, like yeah. I said, you think happens with a lot of athletes, you think that's going to last forever. Yeah. And the next month you will make $2,000, right? So <laughs> literally, literally. <Yes>. Literally. <laughs> and, and we've been in business seven years and it still happens. Yeah. Right? Because you can't, you can't, Plan for a pandemic. Yes. You can't plan for a change in Instagram algorithm, but yeah. I'm going to get off my tangent and soapbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but, trust me, I know. Uh, what, how did you build your contingency to not go out there and spend it all? So basically, the way it works is my, my husband pays all of our household bills. So everything sure. that we need to live, my husband takes care of. So my responsibility is anything that is extra for our our, our, our family. Sure. So we set a, a a budget of okay, any type of trips, anything that we have planned, the kids being in sports, that mm -hmm, sort of thing, mm -hmm. I would cover. Gotcha. We put um, but fifty percent of everything that we make goes back into savings. Wow. A hard fifty percent because there's no reason for it not to. Sure. Because I'm not paying house bills. Sure. So. You got to think if I'm not paying household bills, there's no reason why 50% of that money cannot go into savings. Sure. And so from that point of our, of course, of our profit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because we pay our team and, and, and that sort of sure. thing. But 50% of whatever our profit is would go back into our, our, our savings. Wow. And then we would take the, the rest of it to put, whether we were running ads, mm -hmm. we have our, our billboard, you know, paying whoever it is that, that, that we have to, to, to pay. That's basically how, how we did it. But it had to be really, for, for me, it was important to be really aggressive with the money that we saved. Because my fear is, I, I I know what it feels like to be broke. Sure. It's not fun. And I would never want to feel like that again. I would never want to experience that to fulfill my dream of being able to work from home. Sure. You know, work, run my own business, have mm -hmm. my own hours. Um, and so being aggressive with the savings was super, super important to where when there were months where, like now, there's no money being being made. We still have the billboard, the publicist, the this, mm -hmm. the that, all these things that have to be the ads that have to be paid that have to be paid for. That doesn't stop, sure. you know. And so the kids being involved in anything is still my responsibility. To Christmas is here. Mm -hmm. These are my responsibilities that I contribute to to my family. And so it's like, yes, there are times where I'm like, oh well we want to do this for the house. You want to get new hardwood floors. Okay, we, we, we have the money. It's in the savings. That's, sure. what, that's what it's for. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll pull it out. My husband's theater room. Oh, let's get this done. You know, so you have the money. So, of course, it, it fluctuates. We're not always just sitting on, sure, you sure. know, 30 <laughs> bands in a bank. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's not happening like that on a cassette. Like, no, and yeah. not, not at all. But we're not worried. And to me, 
being as aggressive as you possibly can with savings. But then savings is twofold because are you truly saving if you have debt? Mm-hmm. So if you have thirty thousand dollars in debt and thirty thousand dollars in the bank, your net worth is zero. <laughs> yep. So it's like just even it making the decision of okay, well this month we're not gonna put anything, we're gonna put a, like a lower percentage over there so that we can pay for this. Sure. Or so it's just about balance. But I truly believe that until your business is just free flowing and you you can forecast what's going to happen and and, and, that, and that's that sort of thing you need to continue to have money say like sure. uh, that contingency that plan of action you know if you sell a if you sell a hundred dollar package of whatever you need to say for every hundred dollars that i bring in well 15 of it needs to go in the savings for taxes mm-hmm. So now you're down to 85, yep. you know? So then if you say, okay, well, I'm gonna put 50% of this o- over here, like you don't have a hundred dollars. No, <laughs> no, nowhere close to it. You do not have a hundred dollars. You got like 30, if that. Yeah, and I think that people kind of confuse when, when you say, you know, I've made six figures this year. They're looking like, man, you rolling in, in the dough. No. You quickly realize how little six figures is when you have a bigger plan. Yes. Right? If you want to just go blow it on some some toys, yes. then okay, you got some money. But you're trying to build wealth and change yes. the, the future and trajectory of your family. Yes. Hundred thousand is nothing. It's 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 nothing. And yeah. then taxes. But taxes. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, we talk about taxes off the camera. Boy, tell me about it. I understand taxes. I know um you talk about not just planning someone's wedding, but helping them plan their marriage and yeah. also supporting wives. Yeah. Where does that come from from you? So for me, I think it's really important to have transparent conversations about what marriage and being in a relationship actually is. We, also, we often hear about couple goals. Oh, look at them, they're couple goals. And then somebody gets a divorce and they're like, oh my God, I'm never getting married. And it's like, what about them made you even consider them to be some type of goal? Um, is because it's like a nice picture, like what, what, what is it? And so I really believe that having real and open conversations about what being married actually is like, what's it like to have children, to have a family, how the dynamics change, being, speaking up for yourself, whether you are the husband or the wife about what your needs are, um, pre and post kids is super, super important. And Having these conversations before you get engaged, in my opinion, is best. Sure. People go through premarital counseling, and that just kind of blows my mind because it's like you've already asked this person to marry you, and then you go to counseling to figure out is there a reason like why you shouldn't get married. Sure. You should have asked these questions before you proposed sure. because now most people will continue to go through with the engagement because the embarrassment that's associated with calling off an engagement is something totally different from saying you and I just broke up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that really pushing that on to people, especially in the black community, that therapy is okay. Absolutely. And that that and that is something that, you know, it's okay to ask these questions, to bring in a third party. A lot of people, I, I know myself included, has always been this, this thing of what happens in this house stays in, mm-hmm. in this house. And that's not the healthiest thing healthy. to do. Sure. And so I think that just knowing I want to see other people's marriages thrive. I love being married. 
I love my husband. He's the 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 sweetest thing. The I seriously, he is the best thing that has could have ever happened to me. He is the type of dad I wish I had when I was a child. Sure. All of these great things and. Does that mean that every day is easy? Does that mean every day I'm sitting around here like, oh, <laughs> I love you? No. Some days it's like, bruh, all y'all can go. Like everybody in here, you, your That's kids, real. get 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 your kids, and all y'all can leave. Um, but I think that what's really helped us is just being honest with each other about how we feel about things and not sugarcoating it and trying our best to surround ourselves with other couples that are like-minded, transparent. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely, and with and, and with wives, I am a really big proponent of women being in charge, being the boss, like taking care of business. And I think that sometimes we get lost in being moms and being wives. Um, that we that becomes our new I- identity sure. for for a long time. If somebody asked me, you know, hey, stand up and introduce yourself. I would say, well, my name is Jennifer. I've been married for X number of years. I have, you know, two two kids at, at the time. My immediate thing was I'm a wife and I'm a mom. Because I feel like those two, you typically lead with what you think is best. Sure, sure. And so, not that I don't think those things are best, but I'm a whole... Yes, yeah, more to listen, the packet. Listen, Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and so I want to to help women figure out and come up with a plan for what their purpose is. Sure. So many of us have these ideas that are just jumbled around in, in our head and you don't know where to start and you start and stop so many things and you don't know how to, how to lay it all out and come up with a plan of action. Whatever you want to do, you can have a 90 day plan to get something accomplished. Absolutely. Instead of trying to think about, well, in a year from now, I want to do this. No, what do you, let's take it on one project at a time. Sure. Because we're all, people are so rushed to put out something and it's because they think it's a, a, a good idea. But who asked you for it? Yeah. Why are you in a rush to put out something that nobody even asked you for? It's like me saying, oh, I want to sell these coffee mugs. I got to do it tomorrow, tomorrow. Who asked you for that coffee mug <laughs> that I couldn't take? Yeah. It's more time to perfect it. Sure. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we'll leave it there. I think I think that was <laughs> that was solid. I appreciate your time. Thank Looking you forward for to what you're doing in yeah. the future. And uh, yeah, let's stay connected. Appreciate you. Thank you.